Yo, what's up, tribe? Welcome to the Journey to Pay Speaking Gigs podcast. Here we bring on guests in the speaking world to uncover how to find your voice as a speaker, get paid speaking engagements, and develop your speaking skills. I'm your host, Charles Clark, mental health and resilience speaker, and today I'm speaking with Oliver North. He has used his voice to change the lives of people all over the country. On today's episode, learn how he took his business to the next level through ownership and telling his story. I'm excited to dive in. But before we do that, if you enjoyed today's episode, check out the Journey to Pay Speaking Gigs Academy on my website at thecharlesclark.com forward slash apply, where you're going to learn everything that you need to know about creating a successful speaking business. Without further ado, let's intro Oliver. Hey, how you living, King, man? I'm all good. I appreciate yeah. you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's an honor to talk with a fellow speaker. Uh, first off, you know, let the Thrive Tribe know just a little bit about who you are, you know, who you are as a speaker, who you are as an entrepreneur, a, a person, a being, uh, and, yeah. and share your experience. That's the best. So I think before we get into anything about like what I do, I think that what's really important is always to like understand the essence of a person. So my name is Oliver North. I'm transitioning my last name from Petty. So a lot of folks might know me under the last name Petty, but you know, this move is really just to carve this new lane in my life. Because as I look back at my history and you learn more about me, I'm a former foster child. So I went to five different foster homes before I was six years old. My mother and father, both former drug addicts, one of 14 children. My mother was a single mother of nine kids. Um, you know, experienced everything from abandonment, homelessness, isolation and abuse. So um, when you look back on life, you start to learn things about yourself, you learn about your experience, you begin to evaluate and see what type of habits you create. So um, as we you know, transition into what I do as a public speaker, it's really made up of learning from the adversity that I've experienced. So um, you know, um, I was able to graduate high school, go on to college, earn a scholarship, play college football. I graduated in four years with a degree in political science. I went on to get my master's degree in business by the time I was 23. Wow. Went on to corporate America and um, I had four different job offers from um, different companies. And the last company that I was at, you know, they you know, were really ready to offer me over $100,000 to stay. Um, and I was only there for about six months. But what I saw while I was in corporate America was like, yo, this ain't the American dream that they <laughs> sold me. Yeah, right, yeah. you go to school, get a good job, make money, live the American dream. And I was like, yo, I'm not really happy coming to work every day. Mm -hmm. But everybody that's coming into this situation ain't happy either because I'm having these behind the scene conversations. Wow. So um, at that moment, I had a decision to make along with some other things that transpired. And I said, yo, I want to speak to the next generation so they don't fall victim to what I did. And feeling like this is the only way yeah. I wanted to speak to my age demographic and let them know like, yo, this popping, like we can move. I wanted to push this entrepreneur narrative. This is almost nine years ago, almost 10 years ago now. So looking at it and seeing where entrepreneurship is now, I'm very excited because I titled my business only thoughts of ownership for that reason. I wanted everybody to know off rip, like this is a partnership. If you work with me, I don't work for you. And then I wanted to speak to the uh, seasoned generation is what I call them, mm -hmm. um, that you're not stuck. You could pivot at any moment. You know, Samuel mm -hmm. Jackson didn't get it popping until he was 35. Yeah. Um, you know, my man who started KFC, he was in his 70s, I believe, before mm -hmm. he got that franchise up and rocking. So 
I just wanted to, everybody to know that there's, there's more than what they sell you. That's an option for you. So that's how I really, you know, started from my speaking career and learning your story has value. Yep. Right, what you've been through and how you've gotten here, there's a process that you had to undergo that everybody is not willing to take. So um, that's how I got into the business. I left my job cold turkey. I was studying speakers on YouTube. You know, like yep. many, I was inspired by somebody like ET. Yeah, and I saw like, yo, my man is different, and mm-hmm. I got that. You know, I could, yeah, I yeah. got, I got that. You feel me? Yeah, and I, I was like, but I'm younger than. Yeah, <laughs> you feel me? I'm like, but I'm younger than my man though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole group that he can't speak to like I can. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? He could speak to him, yep. but not like I can. Yeah. So um, that's, that's why very, I was that's, like, that's oh, very, it's time to go now. That's very powerful observation too. Like, a lot of times we think we got to be somebody. We have to be that person in order to say I can make a difference. Where you are right now is enough. Uh, and like, like for you, when did you realize like, this is enough. Like, when did you know that this was going to be something motivational speaking, becoming a speaker, impacting people's lives was something that you wanted to, to take a further step in? I think every human, if they study their life, right, they're going to find a pattern of behaviors. I believe Mm -hmm. that they're going to see if they pay attention to their life. What do they speak to their friends about on Saturday nights for free? What are they doing? Right. And as I look back on my life, I was always a communicator. Always. I was always the natural leader. You know what I'm saying? So when it was football time, I'm a captain. That's just what it mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I wanted to be a defense attorney, but at the time I wanted to defend all my homeboys from what was going on in the streets. Yeah. Right. So I always wanted to be able to, if you will, convince people of an understanding, a perspective. So you put me in a room with anybody, I'm asking them like, yo, what are you passionate about? What do you love to do? And that was just something that was natural. Mm-hmm. And when I saw E, it was like, oh, and then my man Ed Barron, um, who's a mentor of mine from APU, when I saw those black men stand on stage and impact me, I was like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. what, I I can't rap, you feel what I'm saying? But I love <laughs> hip hop. Yeah, I yeah. can infuse it in my talks, though. I can right. infuse it in what I do and educate through it because I believe those dudes are philosophers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I believe that they taught me a long time. So that's, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. when it really peaked for me. And when I was in corporate America, I had made the decision that I'm going to go do this thing speaking. And I was, some would say delusional, but in my mind, I, you know, I was going to make it happen regardless. Mm, I, I like that yeah like and 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 that hip-hop piece right hip-hop is not just music it's it's a culture and right. that's what we infuse in when we get on the stage and which exactly. is much which is much different from how most people present um, yeah you, you listen to jay he's like you know check out my swag yo i walk like a ball player no matter where you go you are where you all play it like yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. that's our culture it's the energy if you're a ball player you're a rapper you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you yep. You're a public speaker, you know? Yep. And I think many times, like, we think we have to fit this this box of, like, hey, uh, if I'm going to be a motivational speaker, I got to dress a certain way. If I'm going to be in this right. corporate side of speaking, then I have to wear a suit. And, you know, yeah. straight up, I, I, I've been, like, victim of that. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a motivational speaker. I see all these dudes wearing suits. I need to wear, I need to buy a suit, right? So I'm yeah. I'm going up in there. Um, speaking to to different Fortune 500 companies wearing a suit, I'm like, dang, this don't feel like me though. 
Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like this. I'm like t-shirts and and pants, and (laughs) and let me do my thing, and let me wear some some nice shoes. And um, the more I I got comfortable with me being comfortable with who I am, uh, I created this brand. And and I think a lot of times, like you see people, and and it might and it might not even be through your clothes. It might be through your your language. It might be through your website. Let me ask you this though. What was it for right. you if you had, if you could really be honest, what was that thing that you know you needed to be more authentically you if you were going to take it to the next level? Because I think we all arrived to that place like, all right, let me tap more into this. Yeah. So I had this theory, right? Like my whole thing, my angle originally was I wanted to show the streets that corporate America is the real jungle, mm. right? Like they talk about the hood, like we just these animals. Mm. But corporate America is a whole nother beast. That's really the belly of the beast mm-hmm. because corporate America and government, they're making the decisions, big dog. Like, because yeah. I'm like, I'm telling all the homies, like, because really over there, like that's where it's going down at. That's really where we think we own these blocks. We don't own these. Mm-hmm. Right. Like they're making the decisions. And if there was a cop to pull up, we all going to disperse. We all scattering like roaches because mm-hmm. they are really controlling the environment. They put us in the projects. Mm-hmm. So my whole angle was to showcase the, the. So I did a series called Welcome to the Jungle to showcase the, the parallels between the two. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I wasn't the person that tried to put on the suit. What happened was. When I put one on, I felt different. It felt good. Mm. I saw how folks responded to me. And I was like, yo, I, shit, I, I feel good in this. I look good in this. This is a <laughs> this is a new vibe. Yeah. You yeah. know, but I also, you know, I like my chucks. I'm from California. I like, you know right. what I'm saying? I like wearing my blue bandana. This is, you know what I'm saying? I, I come from an area where it's highly, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of activity going on. So you know, I'm an athlete. I love my sweats. I love my hats. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So I am both. I just mm-hmm. didn't want one representation. I wanted to show that you could be both. Right. Right. Actually, all three. Like, I'm an athlete. I'm a businessman. I'm from the streets. All of that is in me. Yeah. Yeah. And however I choose to show up, you gonna, you going to get me regardless. It's authentic because you you. you you accept that and that's a part of who you are. And I, I think too, as athletes, is so it can be like that roadblock for a lot of us to say that I'm just this. I'm just that athlete. Right. You know, I That's I, all we know. That's all we're ready right. to be. Mm-hmm. Because we spend our entire lives doing that, that one thing. Um, right, right. But yeah. And just one more point on that, right? Like mm-hmm. so I had a conversation when I was growing my locks with my barber. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was telling him, y'all, I'm about to grow these locks. And he was like, yo, you sure you want to do that, dog? And I was like, why you say that? He like, because you're the guy. You're in the meetings. You're meeting with mm. the superintendents and the, the county and, and you know what I'm saying? The, yeah, yeah. the councilmen and all. you meeting with them, bro. You're you the guy. Mm-hmm. You sure you want to chat? I'm like, that's exactly why I need to do this. Yep. Because the, the, young, the, the, the young boys in the, in the area that's in the field, they need to see me with my locks. So I did a training for an entire school district and I wore a blue bandana, my blue chucks, my my dreads was half up, half down. Yeah. And I wanted it to look so um abstract, but I wanted my message and my ability to cut through. 
Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's real because I, um, I had, I had cornrows, uh, at the top, uh, like beginning of this year. And, uh, um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just rocked that. I was like, you know, look. and I think the, that question was asked, like, you know, my pops was like, uh, you going to wear the cornrows? Like, yeah, it's my business. <laughs> you know, you, you, don't, you, you don't hire me because of the way I, the way I dress. You, you hire me because of the message I got to share. Yeah. And, and how I got into the DE&I space is that, yeah. right? It's because, you know, diversity looks different, right? Like, if right? you're going to be diverse, it's going to look different. Yeah. And you got to be able to understand just because I got locks and my my beanie is rolled up, you know what I'm saying? And I might yeah. have a gold chain on. Yeah. Don't mean I'm not the best person to come in and facilitate this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you got to be sharp, too. <laughs> at the same time. Hey, right? hey. <laughs> but, but like I always say it like this. Mm -hmm. If you're not that guy, you're not that gal. Right. If you don't yeah. have the ability, it don't matter anyway. Like your mm -hmm. content got to be top notch off the rip otherwise like you know you ain't getting no uniform if you can't ball you know right. what i'm saying you you right. didn't get that usa on your chest because you because yeah. you look good in the uniform yeah. you had to be able to run you feel me mm -hmm. exactly exactly so so for you what was like the biggest thing that allowed you to start getting a seat at the table and get these paid speaking engagements i had to learn something i said on a webinar and i think a lot of people um are afraid to spend money on their craft to mm -hmm. learn and make mistakes. So for years, you know, I got a speaking coach and studying, I'm doing all of these things, but I sat on one webinar and it was one nugget in that webinar. It changed my entire business. And he talked about learning a different language. He was like, your consumer, uh, your uh, customer speaks a certain language. Mm -hmm. And in your marketing and your advertising, you got to speak their language. Yeah. So for an example, everybody has a migraine level problem, not just a headache level problem, but a migraine. You get a migraine, yo, bro, cut these lights off. I, don't, I can't really open my eyes for real. I'm trying to get this thing going, mm -hmm. whether it's Excedrin, whatever you take, right? Yeah. So what is the most painful thing or their biggest challenge? And then what language do they speak in terms of looking for somebody to fix that problem? So in education, there's five major things that any district struggles with all over America, right? Um, decrease in poor behavior or suspensions, increase in test scores, graduation rates, participation, and, um, and achievement, right? So these are the things that they're looking for. And I was talking about dreaming. They didn't care about dreaming. They wanted to know how they can increase engagement, yeah. how they can increase attendance, yeah. right? Is this going to increase graduation rates? So I had to learn to speak their language right. and that right there changed everything. So any business that you go to, you have to learn to speak their language. So what I'll do is what I used to do when I was looking for jobs, when I was going on interviews, you just study the business, you figure out what their core values and their, and their challenges are from the prior year. Mm -hmm. And you let them know how your program or your ability can solve or fix their problem. And that right there, you know, Took it to another level. It was level. on from there. Yeah, it was on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think that's real because you you got to study. You got to you got to know your facts. You know, uh, and and the other thing is how you can truly see that opportunity of a problem is these pre event calls. You know, like sometimes we just want to present ideas to somebody and 
we don't really understand where they are and how we can best serve them. So like a, a big part of like what I do in my business is we got to have these pre-event calls because mm-hmm. I want to I want to make sure that message is customized just for that audience who is going through this particular problem. And I'm going to share with them this type of message for that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could have like your base speech. Right. But with that pre-qualifying call, you know what tweaks you need to make. You know, if you need all new content, yep. you know who's going to be in the room. Right. I'm speaking mm-hmm. to all leaders. They probably lions. So they probably get to, you know, saying results. So I need to be results driven in this delivery process. Yeah. I'm speaking to some people that are coordinators. So I need to be process driven in this conversation that I'm going to deliver with them. So it's looking at and understanding personality types and then the overall goal of the person bringing you in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So here's here's another question for you. Um, What was the most impactful event you had and, and, and why was that the most impactful? Impactful to me? Yeah, to you. Mm hmm. Um, I, it probably, I did this middle school and, um, I was, I was wrapping up. Right. And I was going to take questions. I, I think I was in questions. Right. Yeah. And I was walking by the audience, just walking, you know, looking for somebody to select on. And this young, uh, student tugged my shirt and, um, wanted to whisper in my ear. So I leaned over and this student was like, you know, thank you so much because um, before this speech, I plan to kill myself today. Mm-hmm. I plan to commit suicide today. Yeah. But after hearing you speak and your message, I no longer want to do that. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And um you know that that right there um i mean there's been other moments and great right. things but that's a saved life and you can't put no dollar amount on that you can't quantum you can't put no stats on that that yeah. that's you feel me so yeah 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 i i yeah. I, I, I connect with that man because i've i've heard that same story um yeah and it was it's so humbling right like why me like and and the other thing is like yo we got to show up every single day like we just did yeah like i can't sleep on it yeah. anymore because i, I realize somebody, <laughs> somebody's counting on me uh somebody somebody needs me and the way i show up can affect an entire generation yeah 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 you gotta believe that like i tell people all the time you know nobody swore martin luther king in mm-hmm. no nobody waved the wand over malcolm or Huey or Fred Hamp. Nobody did that for Rosa or, you know, a top, you know, none of these great leaders. Nobody yeah. did that. They had to assume the position mm-hmm. based off of what was inside of them. Yeah. Right. Right now I'm going through a battle with BJ's. Um, I was discriminated against the day after my birthday in Laguna Beach, California, predominantly white area. We just went in to get a beer. They didn't serve me. They didn't acknowledge that we were even in the building for 15 minutes and folks that came in right before us and right after was served and acknowledged. And right now I am about to, I am pushing the gas on this because it's important to, and it's in me to do so because they put out a public statement to say, I stand with black lives matter and against racism and with black people. 
Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to put a statement like that, your CEO is going to put a statement like that on a public platform. And then I walk in as a person who does this training and you get discriminated against. The next black person come in might be more docile. They might just leave. Mm-hmm. But I need to stand firm in my beliefs and what this country is looking to progress to. So they say. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to swear you in for that. Nobody's going to tell you, yo, it's your time to take the mantle. Yeah. You have to assume the position. Yeah. And go and suffer whatever consequence comes with that. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to help my business. I don't know if I'm going to get booked after this. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But my principle and my moral or my belief in self lets me know I can't let that pass. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And anybody that's watching this needs to understand you have power, mm-hmm. just you. And it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what you say. It's that self-belief that is going to, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you show up and speak to that student, right, save right. that life. You know what I'm saying? Cause nobody said, Oliver, you're going to save this person's life in five years. Yep. I have to go get it popping. Yep. Yep. You have to be prepared for that opportunity. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's that. Yeah. It's that thing you talk about, you know, and something that I firmly believe in is that ownership. When when you own it, you decide what happens next. Like you take control. Yeah. You you are you're in the the driver's seat and not the passenger. And so <laughs> I, I I love that aspect because like yo speakers, uh, even if you're you're not a full time speaker, even if you claim to be a speaker by name and you're not doing it for real for real, take right. the initiative because. Nobody's going to tell you this is the right time. Nobody's going to tell mm-hmm. you that, hey, you, you can make a million dollars doing it. Nope, nobody going to tell you that you can change the entire generation. Like, no, that's you. Right. You see that see vision. And nobody's yeah. going to see that vision for your life but you. So guess what? You got to be the one who's willing to say, I'm ready to show up. I'm not willing to just show up, but I'm willing to put in that work. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that's a true story. Like, I didn't see this. I didn't, I didn't see like everybody's doing motivation. No, I was like, yo, I didn't even know you can get paid to do this. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And in looking at this now, like you know, um, who, who knows? Who knows what what's in store for you? But you just gotta believe. Uh, That's it. That's yeah. it. You know yeah. that, that when when I say ownership, everybody thinks it's just business, but it's life leadership education and business yeah. right you got to take ownership in all areas of life and for my young dude in the hood right now you bought the hop in the car and you know your partner got that he got the thing with him right like you mm-hmm. know you know what i'm saying he got a yeah. pack on him you know you know but that's your man right y'all brothers right yeah when you get in the car just know you made the decision right yeah even if he didn't tell you Right, you know him. You know what he on. But mm-hmm. ownership, taking ownership of your life, lets you know you got to make certain decisions. You know what I'm saying? You right. got to predetermine those decisions. That's just an example. So thoughts lead to feelings, feelings lead to actions, and actions lead to results. Yeah. Through your thinking, you're gonna develop a certain set of feelings. Based off those of feelings, you're gonna. You're going to do something. And based off those actions, I can predict your results. Mm-hmm. So you got to own every area, whether it's your business, education, whatever yep. the case may be, relationship. And I don't think we just talked that off the rip. 
Yeah. You got to have equity in all your life. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Not yeah. just in your business. Yeah. A part of you can't go. Yeah. All of you has to go on this journey. Uh, Burn the ships is what they say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Burn the ships. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> b- before we go, if you could tell an uh, aspiring speaker anything, what would that one thing be? Be prepared for every emotion. Understand that what you're about to, or what you either have embarked on or what you're about to embark on is unlike anything that you've ever experienced before. I told y'all in the beginning what I went through, foster care, homelessness, welfare, drug addicted parents, this is the hardest thing that I have ever done. Mm. But it is simultaneously the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. You've also got to understand that there is public speaking, the actual standing on stage and delivering the messages, preparing them, creating them, all of that. But then there's the business. Yeah. They're different. You want to speak, but you've got to master the business in order to speak. And that's right there is really the key. And, and you're going to experience every emotion trying to pursue what you're pursuing. Shout out to Nipsey. <laughs> <laughs> Big facts. Hey, before we go and, and do the behind the scenes, let the Thrive Tribe know where can we find you? Uh, you can catch me on my website right now, oliverpetty.com. All my content should be there. You can catch me on all my social platforms at OMR Negative. So, O Mr. Negative um, on any social platform you can catch me on. Yeah. That's what's up, man. All right, Tribe, I hope you enjoyed the discussion with Oliver today. Here are a few major takeaways. One, your story has value. Don't be afraid to speak it. Two, understand that each customer and audience speaks a certain language and learn that language, but be authentic to you. Three, never be afraid to make changes to your life to fulfill your passion. I hope you found the episode interesting today. And if you want to study up on the speaking world or just hear tips from successful professionals, follow this podcast and be notified when the next episode is released. Or you can follow me at the Charles Clark on all social media platforms. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.